0: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Swahili Sunday. And if you're joining after the fact, thank you for joining. Today, some of the things we're going to cover is Kenya has increased the COVID restrictions in some counties throughout Kenya due to COVID increases. Uh, Kenya is also considered a red-listed country for the UK and tourism is taking a big hit in Kenya. So I want to share a little bit about that and some of the updates with the ladies from baskets and beads. First of all, uh, I left Kenya on the 15th of June. Two days later, Kenya put out a th- a notice from the government. I'm gonna pull it up here. P- uh, putting restrictions on several counties in cl- including Transnoya County, which is where the Katali is, where the ladies are. So I was in one of the counties that they, Increase the restrictions on had I still been there, there would have been a big problem with actually being able to move around and do things and gather. So, all the things that we had planned and all the things we were doing, we wouldn't have been able to do that because it was effective. It came out June, it was effective June 17th, or I believe it went into effect June 18th. Yeah, it went into effect June 18th, my birthday. So, that would have caused a lot of problems. And I'll read a little bit about that uh, here from this notice from the Ministry of Health. And what they were saying is in the, there's a whole lot of counties that have, I guess, considered 60% of the national caseload, the positivity rate in all these counties has increased or is an average of 21% against the national average of 9%. And they've had the surge of infections. They consider it to be a heightened risk of cross-border infections from the neighboring countries adding to the national caseload, one of them being Uganda. Some of the restrictions that they put on are now the curfew. So they have a curfew there in the whole country that goes from 10 PM to 4 AM. I arrived after 10 PM and it was kind of interesting. If you're obviously arriving from the airport It's a little bit more lenient, but there was not a lot of movement around uh, after the curfew. And at one point, I had Googled this and I saw it before I went to Kenya. In Nairobi, I guess the authorities got frustrated with people being out after curfew, so they shut down an entire freeway and made people spend the night on the road. I I can think about... I live in Southern California, and thinking about the 405 freeway being shut down, and people saying, "Oh, well, you can't—you got to spend the night here. You can't go anywhere. You're you're stuck." That that would go over, I don't know, like a ton of bricks, I think. But that they did that at one time, and I'm not sure that it it deterred people. But now, uh, all these counties that have had an increase in COVID, their curfews now raised from 7 p.m. to 4 a.m and the the main thing that affects our ladies is uh, the weekly non-food and livestock markets are suspended in the hot zone for a period of 30 days all public gatherings and in-person meetings of whatever nature are prohibited within the hot spot zone including house parties and sporting activities even funerals have some restrictions as well and we were gathering there that would have been suspended. We wouldn't have been able to do that. Church services have been suspended as well, in-person meeting and church services in the the areas, right? All forms of physical congregational worship, churches, mosques, temples, and shrines in the hotspot counties are suspended for a period of 30 days. Uh, Our ladies would go and sell beads on the street. So now that that's the curfews increased and the the street markets are shut down and all that, not as easy for them to sell their products. So I brought a lot of products back. I'm working on on, uh, a new ad campaign and doing some things like that with people from my team. So hopefully we'll be able to have more orders, which will enable more sales and enable me to place more orders with them. If you haven't been to the website lately, go check out basketsandbeadskenya.com, specifically the Layla collection, the Akuleo, and the Helen. I put pictures up of the ladies modeling the products. We had a big photo shoot there, and I've been slowly getting the photos up online with them modeling the different things. So the, the Layla is full of different models, modeling that. And then I put up the Helen this morning and the Akuleo last night. So you can see photos of some of our ladies modeling those products. And it just, uh, they, they look so beautiful and they had such a good time doing it. They were enjoying it. I still have more. I have a lot wearing the paper beads and we have new earrings. I have to put those up, but that's taking some time. And I also put up one style of the dog bandanas. So you'll see it says new. If you look on, go to the website and click on the shop section, it says new dog bandanas. We have about 10 different colors. I showed them on Fair Trade Friday. You can go check that video out and I'll be uploading those as, I can get photos taken of all of those. I have one model. I'll be having another, some other dog models as well. But we have one model, my son's dog, Gracie, who has, is modeling. She modeled the first set and uh, then we'll be modeling the others. So go check that out. And if you see something you like, go ahead and make a purchase. I'll ship it right out to you. We ship pretty quick. You'll get things pretty quickly. Usually ship same day or next day. And depending on where you live, you should get it pretty quickly. I think the mail service is starting to pick up, although I don't trust the mail service yet coming from Kenya. Usually the post office, mailing through the post office system would take two to three weeks to get here. The last time I had one, one little box took nine weeks. Another one took 12 weeks. So I don't know if it got stuck in the Suez Canal or it was sitting and just didn't get loaded for weeks or whatever because it made it to Nairobi pretty quick. You could track it by the tracking number and it made it to Nairobi, but then it seemed to not show that it was going anywhere for weeks anyway. All right, red list countries. if you listen to my Swahili Sunday last week and I told a little bit about my travel story, I'll reiterate that in case you don't know about that. But I'll show the... I'm going to share my screen here, so you can see the red list countries in the UK, and I'll explain why that, why that's a deal, right now. Um, so red list, there's green list, amber list, and red list countries going into the UK, and why this is important is I had a flight going back through the UK, and you see Kenya is one of the red listed countries and you can see what the requirements are. 10 days quarantine in a hotel, you have to pay the cost of the hotel. Cost of hotel quarantine is currently 1,750 pounds, negative tests before return, two, P- two PCR tests after return on days two and eight. Now, when I had originally, green, here's green list countries, and here uh, US is on the amber list country, So. 10 days self-isolation at home on return, negative tests before return, two PCR tests after return on days two and eight. And that is if you are actually, I guess, staying in the country. I, but so the U.S. is on the amber list and Kenya is on the red list. What does that mean? What, what did that, what was the deal with that? Well, I was, I was, traveling. I had originally booked a flight. I didn't know about the red list. I think the red list came out after I booked my flight, or maybe it was, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I didn't know about the red list. And and I had booked a flight. I had booked a flight into Amsterdam and then Amsterdam to Nairobi. My return flight was Nairobi to Paris, Paris to London, London LAX. And I had like a six and a half hour layover and I thought, oh, maybe I'll be able to go see my my goddaughter, my friend and and stop and go to a pub and have lunch or something. But then I found out about the red list and it was like, oh, OK. Uh, the way I read it was if you were going into the UK, you would have to quarantine for I thought it was 14 days, but that thing says 10 days. So it's 10 to 14 days that you'd have to quarantine and have to have tests and all that. And it was saying that if you weren't living there, that you wouldn't be allowed in. So I thought, oh, okay, I'm okay just to fly through. Well, when I showed up to the airport and there was a problem with my ticket to begin with, once we got that straightened out, the agent that was looking at my ticket said, oh, You can't go to the UK at all. If you go to the UK, they're going to make you quarantine. She said two weeks. They're going to make you quarantine for two weeks. And I said, "Well, I thought that was only if you were going into the country." And she said, "No, you can't even set foot in the UK." So my flight had to be rebooked and had to be shifted and changed. So I ended up flying Nairobi to Paris, Paris to LAX. Had I not done that. I And I'm not even sure why, if that was a thing, why I was allowed to book the flight through the UK anyway, seeing as it was obvious I was coming back from Kenya. But um, thankfully, I got that all straightened out. And I'll, I'll give you a little travel hack if you fly internationally. Right now, international travel is opening back up. It's still a little interesting. You have to wear a mask on the flight. And whether you're vaccinated or not, you have to get COVID tests. I had to have a COVID test there. I had to have a COVID test coming back. As a matter of fact, they checked my COVID test in the Kenya, in the Nairobi airport five times. Five, five times. I couldn't even enter the airport without them checking it. And they checked it again and again and again. I thought, okay, great. And then when I was flying through Paris, they had to check my COVID test, but then they also had to have me fill out a form that said I'd had a COVID test and it was negative. It's kind of redundant, but th- that's kind of the way things are going. I'm hearing that the airlines are starting to consider if you're vaccinated to not require you to have the COVID test. It, it's pretty expensive. It uh, was $150. I, and I looked around. I had saw some as much as $350 for travel and I could have done the $95 one, but I wanted to make sure I had it in time. So I did the the Rapid, which was $150. And then there was another lab fee that my insurance, they billed my insurance for, which was $95. When I was in Kenya, it was $100 to get the test to come back. And it was interesting. They swabbed my nose and my tongue in Kenya. And here they just swabbed my nose and it wasn't one of those drilling to the back of your head things, thankfully. So that's kind of interesting about international travel, depending on where you go. Like for instance, LAX, I don't know if this has changed since they have kind of lifted the mask mandate in California, but all the, the, the clubs, all the the airport lounges were closed. I could go into the American express lounge, but I could not stay there. I could go to the bathroom and then I got to go they had a to-go meal for everybody that came in there. And so none of that was open. A lot of the shops were closed. And I don't know if that's changed. When I was, when I came back through LAX, there was only one other flight that came in about the time that ours did. So customs was really easy to go through. I, I have global priority anyway, which gets you through the faster line. But there was nobody waiting at customs to, they had somebody, a dog sniffing your bags, but they didn't have anybody waiting to take, you didn't have to fill out a paper with all of what you were declaring and all that. You just kind of went on through and got out of there. So that, that was kind of interesting. And you know, the mask thing, I'm working from home, so I haven't had to wear a mask more than maybe an hour or two being out in a store somewhere wearing a mask for 11 hours straight was a little bit of a challenge. And I was grateful to have a an in-airport hotel where I went and took a shower and was able to take the mask off. Same thing on the way back. I went into the Air France Sky Club and took a shower in there. And it was really nice <laughs> to get refreshed. Long trip like that, you need some kind of refreshment. Anyway, that so that there there are a whole bunch of red listed countries. You can Google it to make sure when you're traveling if you're starting to travel again what the different requirements are because it's very confusing. Where do I go? What do I need? Do I need a COVID test here? Do I going into Kenya? I needed a COVID test. I needed a, a fill out this other health form thing that they had to scan, and of course my visa. So there were three different things. They took the temperature. They scanned the code. They looked at the COVID test a couple of times, and then I was able to clear customs uh, into immigration or whatever with no problem. But you have to look, if you're traveling to another country, you have to look at what the country specific things are. I think the UK is going to be under that lockdown for a little bit of a while uh, still, because I think they're having that Delta variant that's uh, affected them. I think the red listed countries are going to stay that way for a while. I don't know how long Kenya is going to keep this new lockdown in place or this new, I guess, increased restrictions in place. I'm hoping to be able to go back again one more time this year. We have some plans to do some women's conferences, which I'll be talking about that in the future and having the ladies as they've come together as a group and they've come together to be able to build a community and have that know, like, and trust factor with each other. And they have each other's backs, which they didn't before. Now they're a group And they come together as a group and they lift each other up and they support each other. Now, taking that to another group in another place that maybe the women are not together like that and teaching them how to build community, how to be connected and how to have that uplifting connection with each other. And we have we have a plan of where we're going to go first. I'm not going to announce that yet because the the person really wants me to come there to begin with. So then. Uh, somebody from Nigeria actually contacted me and said, oh, hopefully you'll be able to come and inspire people in Nigeria. And who knows? Who knows? It's all God's perfect plan. And and we're walking by faith in that. You know, my the organization has a faith based um, concept. We're just kind of doing what God's called us to do to connect and grow. And and oh, hey, Dennis. Hey, from China. I have a, another friend over there in China teaching as well. So, hope you're doing good over there. And, well, we have a lot of plans with that. And then another big dream that I have is to take the ladies on a retreat. They've not really been, they're from the Lodwar area, which is where the Turkana tribe is. And they, A lot of them migrated to the Catali area, and I think many of them have probably not been outside of that area their entire life. And we would love to take them on a retreat. So I'll be raising some funds for that, to take them on a retreat to the coast where they can relax and be pampered and be appreciated and just connect and as women and not have to worry about working. And uh, obviously if there's women that have uh, little babies that are breastfeeding, they'll come, but they'll have somebody else take care of their children so they can just have some time for themselves. It's something that we do a lot in the U S women go on retreats all the time. And it's something that we want to bless the ladies of baskets and beads with and enable them to be able to enjoy some time to, simply recharge and regroup and get pampered and just be as women. So that's one of our dreams. And that's something that they're kind of like, oh yeah, sure. As if that's going to happen. And I'm like, you don't know me very well, do you? Because I'm going to make this happen. Speaking of trips to the coast and tourism, tourism in Kenya, where's my little statistic? So tourism in Kenya is the second largest source of foreign exchange revenue following agriculture. And it's estimated that COVID has caused a $1 billion loss in tourism rev- revenue, not only on the coast. The coast is full of tourist uh, areas. There's also the Masai Mara and other places to go on safari. With COVID, all that has had to shut down. We stayed in uh, Diani Beach area. And the place we stayed was a kind of a private wasn't a hotel resort. It was kind of a private family owned resort that they had 12 units there that they rented out to people. We had a chef. It was great. Unfortunately, I got food poisoning, but I still enjoyed my time there being able to hear the ocean. I love listening to the ocean. I'm so grateful. Oh, that's, I have to teach the Swahili word of the week too, which is grateful. Let's do that right now. The Swahili word of the week, if I can find where I have it here, is grateful. Kushukuru means grateful. And the I'm grateful that I got to go on the, the trip to the coast, even though I was not feeling well, like my last full day there had had the stomach flu and, and and food poisoning or whatever that's what they diagnosed me with it was just the, those cramps in your stomach and i couldn't eat and i felt i was dehydrated and i felt weak but i was still grateful that i was able to be there in the beach and listening to the ocean before the day before i got sick there's a little hut right by the beach and we had massages and it was wonderful and i was so grateful for that and i'm grateful today because I'm recovered, and I'm back to normal, and I'm feeling more human than I did. It took me about, I got back on the 15th, I guess it took me about a week to really feel better. I had to get rehydrated again, get electrolytes going in my system, and get my digestion back on track, and get all that out of my system, and now i feel great i feel better and meow mix as usual is coming to make an appearance here's Meowmix. she's mad at me because the dog ate all their cat food and she they have no more dry food so they've been meowing at me all morning i'm waiting for the pet store to open unfortunately there was a shortage on pet food which was interesting anyway so the, the grateful kushukuru is the swahili word of the day and thinking about having gratitude and being grateful. Another reason to be grateful, yesterday, my veteran brothers and sisters from my veterans group at church, our, one of our brothers, uh, Brother Tom, who passed away about a week ago from uh, bile duct and pancreatic cancer. We went to a celebration of life ceremony for him yesterday. They had a military honors for him as well. And some, his family and friends shared about what a giving person he was. And think of, uh, thinking about that, it's kind of like, okay, he's gone now and he's kicking it with Jesus now and we miss him. But being grateful for the people that you have in your life, being grateful for people that are still here. I think there's a saying that I don't want to get the flowers later. Give me the flowers now. Uh, Give me the celebration now. Connect with me now. We get too busy. We get the, the busy person syndrome going and we don't spend time with our loved ones or our friends. We get all caught up in stuff and you have to take the time to spend time with your loved ones, your family, your friends because life isn't promised. He was only 62 and he didn't expect to, okay, I don't feel well, go to the hospital. Hey, you've got two weeks. That's it. Wow and you can't get that time back. So take the time to visit and connect with your family and friends. Now that we're able to actually, after the, after the celebration of life yesterday, several of my brothers and sisters from the veterans group, we went out and had some, had some lunch. And to be able to do that again is i was so grateful for that just to connect i've missed people so much i you know my son's living with me now i've been living alone through most of covid and it's it's hard when you live alone all you have is some pets around and you don't get to see people and that was a struggle so it's just important to take the time to be grateful for everything you have and for the people in your life and reach out to them and connect and say hello and plan a get together I've actually got a lunch planned with one of my friends in about my next Friday off, not this Friday, but the next Friday, we've been trying to do it for a long time and now we have it on the calendar. And I'm going to do that with more of my friends because I want to make sure that, uh, we have the time to connect, but in going back to the tourism, the place we were staying, like I said, was a family owned place, but all along the beach, there were, there were resort hotels, And some of the the people that were we actually took a little boat out and the guy was telling us that most of those resorts are closed. They have been closed. Some of them have closed permanently. They're not going to reopen. So a lot of people lost jobs, lost income, lost ability because tourism being the number two foreign money earner for Kenya with COVID shutting everything down, tourism has really taken a big hit. So there's a lot of people that aren't able to earn income from that. One of the things we were going to do with the ladies was we were starting to talk to some of the resorts that had gift shops and see if they would carry some of the products in their gift shops. But that with everything shutting down, that went by the wayside for the time being. And we're praying that things start opening up. But since Kenya has turn the corner on some of the communities. I don't know if the beach communities are part of the ones that have been shut down further again, but that's going to cause a further delay. So we're just praying that this COVID just gets under complete control and that people are able to start fully earning income again and not struggle as much. And that for Kenya, that tourism opens back up, not only tourism, but the area where where the ladies are, there were a lot of mission groups, missionary groups that would come through there and visit and buy beads from the ladies. That stopped as well because they couldn't now again that that it was starting to open up and it looked like people could maybe come back. But now it's gone back and you can't have in-person gatherings. I was grateful I got to go to church while I was there now in-person church is shut down in that area. So they've kind of gone, taken a few steps backwards and we're praying that actually that that reverses itself and that I'll be able to return again soon. Next time I'm not going to, I've already determined I'm not going to get food poisoning. But um, yeah, so that's about all I have for today. I'd love for you all to go check out. Oh, this was another one. I forgot about this one. This, this is the Selena two-in-one. We have a Selena and then this is the Selena two-in-one. we got a few of these as a test to see how they sell. So those are also on the website with ladies modeling those as well. So go check out basketsandbeanskenya.com. Look at look at the Layla. Look at the Akuleo. Look at the Helen. Look at the Selena two-in-one. And then also the dog bandanas, because those are new too. But check out all the pictures of the ladies modeling the products. And I'll be sharing and putting up more and more of those pictures. It just takes time to go through them all because they're huge. I need to resize them and maybe crop them a little to get them on there. But uh, all those necklaces have pictures of the ladies modeling the necklaces. And there will be more. Most of them model. We have a lot with the paper beads. I need to put those up or the ladies are modeling the paper beads and then the new earrings. And then some are holding some of the spoons because I brought back some more spoons. And then eventually I'll be putting up the uh, table mat and table runner sets. I only got one of each of three that we did as another test. I don't want to order a lot. I want to test it out and see how people like it and then go from there. So that's about all I have for today. I hope that you all have a great day. Remember be grateful for everything you have. Is, uh, kush, kushikuru is kushakuru, sorry. Kushukuru is grateful in Swahili. And be grateful for everything you have. Be grateful for your family, your friends. Be grateful if you have food on your table and a roof over your head because a lot of people don't and they're struggling and people are still struggling from COVID as we start to recover but be grateful for what you have be grateful and be kind to other people and have a great day nakupenda